What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show, man. Bet US NBA show, man. I'm your host, Jay Money. We have our guy Josh with us. We have our guy Alex as well. Bring you guys our best bets Monday through Friday, uh, every single week during the NBA season, guys. Uh, trying to get some cash for ourselves and you guys as well. Alex, how you doing over there, my brother? Everything cool with you? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's Friday. The NBA is back. I had a nice little week of just like not really handicapping basketball all morning. I like went for a walk. I read the paper every morning. It was kind of nice. So, I, I, you know, you guys were back yesterday. It looks like you did pretty solid on the show. I am excited. I miss basketball. This is great. You've got all sorts of goofy stuff. We'll talk about something that happened just before the show and its impact in a little bit. So the NBA is back. We've got about 30 games left for everybody, maybe a little less. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's get straight to it here, Josh. How you doing over there, my brother? Everything cool with you? Everything's great, man. It was great to have the NBA back. Got some winners under the belt first day back, which is always good for morale going forward. So let's hope we can carry that through the weekend, seeing as how it is a Saturday morning this side of the world. So let's kick things in the right manner. Yeah, let's get straight to it here, guys. Uh, first, let's go over our best bets for the season in this one, guys. Before we get to our best bets for today in this one, a, a total of two, a total of six hundred and two plays overall, guys. We are sitting at two hundred and ninety-two wins, uh, three hundred and three losses as well, guys, and seven pushes in that one. So uh, we do have some work to do to get into positive, uh, get back to the positive uh, um, record in this one, man. But the journey starts today. Here we have four great games up, um, and plenty of best bets as well guys so let's go ahead and get to the first game up if you guys don't mind let's go ahead and try to talk out some cash here set up here to the streets of washington dc here where we have the washington wizards here getting plus two points here at the house two point underdogs here we have the new york knicks here land two points on the road this one did open up at plus two um last night and this one guys has since since flipped to knicks being a favorite here on if you'd like to lay the money line with the knicks here they're land minus 125 the washington wizards are getting back plus 105 here as the home underdog here uh, over and under sitting at two. 25 in this one, Josh. How are we looking at this game, brother? Yeah, well, I was fortunate to grab that plus two while it was hanging around on the board on the Knicks, which I didn't think was going to last too long. Um, ultimately, I think New York is the better team here at both ends of the floor. The Wizards have been on a nice little run, especially their offense, which has been clicking quite well, but they have been overperforming a little bit at that end of the floor. So I'm anticipating a little bit of regression to come from them offensively, whereas the Knicks offense is the other way at the minute. I think that they're performing at a very, very high level. I think they'll continue to do that coming out of the All-Star break as well. They seem to have found the right balance uh, for them offensively behind Jalen Brunson and the pieces around him. So there's no reason, I don't think, to believe that they slow down. I think that the Knicks are certainly going to be that team that really pushes for that 5C in the East as well. So more than happy to lay a point or two here. I would probably recommend grabbing the money line at this point if you missed any opening numbers on the Knicks. Um, you know, these this season series, I believe, tied at one apiece. So I think the Knicks, like I said, comfortably the better team for me. My power ratings, comfortably the better team offensively as they match up with the Wizards. So happy to grab them in this spot. And I think they come out of the All-Star break looking just like they did beforehand. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And maybe Bill doesn't play here as well with right knee soreness. You always, you always worry about a player that's questionable, or especially downgrades questionable with right knee soreness as well. Not even sure if Bill still wants to play on the Wizards over there, man. But um, I do agree, Josh. Ever since Josh Hart has came to the Knicks, man, it's really given them a shot into the arm as well. I'm right there with you, Josh. I got Knicks last night as well at plus two um, and money line as well. So I'll still lay the money line. Uh, I still need them to win the game here, uh, rocking with the Knicks tonight. And the, the, the away team 
team is 5-0 and the last five meetings. So it could be as simple as just take the road team, man. They seem to cover every single time. Knicks are also 5-1 and ATS last six in Washington here. So I'm liking the Knicks as well, Alex. Uh, do you agree with this on this game? Yeah, I do. Kudos to Josh and, and you guys for getting in on this early last night. When I woke up, um, I was excited to go get that plus two. It was minus one and a half, minus two. I have this right at Knicks minus three, so maybe still a small edge towards New York, but I'll leave this one. I think that it's a little tough to handicap this Washington team because it's hard to figure out Kuzma, basically. When you look at what the Wizards with and without Kuzma, it's a huge, huge difference. In the last five, six games, they've had Kuzma. They've looked much better. At the same time, the Knicks are a much better team. I love it you guys said about Josh Hart. He's a perfect Thibodeau guy. He's going to come in there, listen to that message, run himself into the ground, do all that crazy stuff that he wants him to do and get the locker room right. And it's two teams headed in different directions. It's the other reason to kind of, you know, stay away from Washington. Washington has no reason to win these games. They're just barely in the play-in tournament here, even if they do make it. Again, maybe they're trying to push that. I just don't see it. The the Knicks should be more motivated here. And without Bradley Beal, I think it's Knicks or pass, but I'll let it go and let you guys take the glory. Yeah, it's a great point there. Josh Hart is basically the opposite of Cam Reddish, what, uh, what Cam Reddish was. So they shipped him out, got Hart in there, they got him starting. And we know that Brunson really likes to play with Josh Hart as well. They were, those were college teammates in this one, man. So looking for the Knickerbockers to get this job done um, in this one. I'm going with Nick's money line. Our guy Josh is uh, laying the uh, – well, got Nick's plus two in this one, guys. So we need the Knicks to get the win in this one, guys. So over here to the next game, to the streets of – the cold streets of Minnesota here. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves here. Land six and a half points at the house versus the Charlotte Hornets in this one. Get back plus six and a half on the road. If you'd like to go with the Hornets to win this one outright, you can get back plus 200 on the money line. If you'd like to go with the home favorite here in the Minnesota Timberwolves, they are laying minus 240 on the money line over and under sitting at 241 in this one, Josh. Uh, what do you think? Those, those totals sitting up there in the 240s, some, they've been starting to go uh, under. Do you think this is another under spot here, Josh? I do. I can't get anywhere near this number, to be honest. I'm at about 234, uh, the highest I could get here. And, you know, I, I think that Minnesota's still underrated in the marketplace defensively in particular. Um, we've spoken time and time again about how efficient they are half-court defensively. And I think if they can stop Charlotte from running and gunning in this one, uh, they'll do a pretty good job of locking up this offense. So we know that the Hornets just going through the motions at this point of the season. They're hardly going to put up much resistance. Uh, and I think if the Timberwolves are able to ro- uh, wrestle momentum and basically control tempo, the Hornets aren't exactly a team that's going to try and take that away all that hard, especially on the road. So Hornets defense, transition defense, surprisingly good. Uh, they're half-court defense obviously less so but i just think that the pace of play that i'm projecting this to be at means that this point uh, this point total just way way too high for me and i'm gonna have to rock an ugly unders here which is never fun in a charlotte hornets game given the way that they play basketball and the lack of defense that they have in large portions but at the same time we've seen the timberwolves as good as they can be offensively they can go streaks without scoring in a game as well and if that's going to be the case then this number is going to be too much for them to overcome so locking in an under i grabbed a worse one than currently at market so obviously i like the 241 even better for those that want to rock on an under as well. Yeah, that's a great point here, man. And also, Conley has somewhat slowed the pace down. D'Angelo Russell liked to run and gun. He was more of a score-first guard. Michael Conley in there, um, obviously, he's an older player as well, likes to slow it down, a lot more methodical. That's also going to play uh, into your under as well, Josh. like to look there. Alex, how are you looking at this game, my brother? You, you like Josh's look there on the under or any look on the side in this one? I do. I couldn't agree more with this. I mean, Josh has it at 234. I had it at like 235. And 
I guess the one thing that's scary about this is, you know, you run all your projections and there's a wide range of outcomes, right? You've got kind of the high, the low end and the mid end. And this is one where if this loses, there could be 260 points, 270 points in this game. It's one of those things where it is a really tough number to hang because I think more often than not, again, we're looking at something in the 230s here, but there is those few spots where the game comes out, Charlotte starts shooting hot, Minnesota gets sucked into running, and then it's kind of scary. But even then, I start to think about the flow of that game. It's just it's, it's preposterous. I don't see how that even works out. Conley has been so great. The coaching staff has been good at getting control of these games, slowing them down. I think Conley has had a huge impact on the Timberwolves, and especially from a totals perspective. You know, like you guys said, the pace is down. The defense is up a little bit here, especially in the half court. And the Hornets are a team that, again, have nothing to play for. There is no reason for them to be out here winning basketball games. And I don't expect them maybe to come out and give their best. Maybe LaMelo Ball has a big following in the in the Twin Cities. But outside of that, this should be a comfortable win for Minnesota without too many points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was a bit surprised to see this one come down from eight to six and a half, in my opinion. I know Kelly Oubre is back for the for the Hornets there, but you nailed it, Alex. They're not necessarily trying to win games. The Timberwolves are with a playoff push here. I'd actually lean Timberwolves um, in that one, but definitely could look towards the under in, in that one, guys. I might have to join you in this one. Our guy Josh and Alex rocking with the under 241 um, in this one, guys. I definitely think it's a tad too high in this one, guys. Let's, let's hit the under one time. Too bad the Thunder are playing in this one, uh, Alex. But it's hell here to to the next game. Speaking of the Thunder, guys, head over here to the streets of Phoenix here. Uh, we have the Phoenix Suns here, laying seven points here at the house versus the those Oklahoma City Thunder, getting back plus seven on the road. I'm trying to figure out right now why the line is going up. It's starting to touch eight and a halves here in the market here, but right before the show, it was sevens out there. On the money line, Suns are laying minus 290 here at the house. The Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder coming off that overtime loss versus the Jazz. They are getting plus 240 back on the money line if you'd like to go with them to get the outright win. Over and under, sitting at 231 one and a half in this one, Alex. You have an official play for us on this one. How you liking this one? I like the Thunder. I like the Thunder this morning, but I'm a little nervous because they played last night. There was an overtime game, and we haven't seen the official injury report yet for Oklahoma City. There was an updated 2.30. I'm scrolling through here. Um, it looks like Shea Gildress-Alexander is questionable, and, and that's the reason oh. this line is moving against us. If uh, He's played a lot of back-to-backs. I mean, he played a bunch of minutes last night, but it's coming off a long break here. This is a big spot for Oklahoma City. We know Phoenix is a little bit short here. They can definitely get a road win here, so... I guess, you know, this morning, again, I was kind of hoping Shea would play. It looks like maybe he might not. But if he's in, I think this is a nice spot for an Oklahoma City team that they're just good. The Thunder are good. This is a really solid basketball team. I think they have a shot at getting in the play-in tournament, maybe even winning a game or two there. It's just they give their all every night. They play great perimeter defense. And this should be a nice matchup for them. With all due respect to DeAndre Ayton, he's pretty far down, you know, on the totem pole here in terms of getting his, his bucket. So they should have some guys to slow down Paul, some guys to slow down Booker. I like the matchup. So fingers crossed that SGA does play. I'll take the points in the Thunder. Yeah, that's a that that would explain it right there. Like I said, I'm I start to see it get hit everywhere. That would that would explain it um right there. I, you can't stand what they do. Um oh man, it's just so tough. Like you guys coming off eight, nine days of rest, man. And we but uh, this is the only thing I'll say. This is the only thing I have to say about this game. If they do rest the SBA, they let you know everything about uh, everything you need to know about the Thunder, right, Josh? I mean, with these teams, when they're close, uh, with the, how close the West is, the Thunder are not out of the playoff race or the play-in tournament. I just feel like if they're kind of resting them, maybe they're tipping their cap here, uh, Josh. How are you looking at this game? Yeah, I, I think you might be right with that specifically. Uh, if he does sit and if they sit anyone else tonight, that might be – 
them signaling a subliminal white flag on the regular season, I think. But at the same time, I mean, I thought they should have won yesterday. That call against Lou Dort was uh, tough, to say the least. So they probably should have escaped Salt Lake City with a win. Uh, and if they do, you wonder whether they keep that momentum going and they do end up playing everyone in Phoenix. Because like Alex said, I think this game is very winnable for them. They're certainly live if they have everyone available, given how shorthanded the Suns are, given the way they match up offensively. I think, you know, we're talking about one of the best three-point shooting teams in terms of efficiency right now in the league. Uh, and if they are able to get going, I, I don't know if Phoenix can keep pace with that just because I think that they have the bodies to throw at guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul in particular uh, to slow them down, make life uncomfortable. So I, I would have wanted the Thunder here. I, I didn't play it because I wanted to see an injury report to get an idea of where exactly uh, this team looked like they were going moving forward. Uh, and it seems like I'm just going to have to sit and watch now. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's simply Thunder or pass. Even if SGA sits and this number keeps climbing, there's no way you can get me to lay these points with Phoenix because I do still think that OKC, like Alex said, they come to play every night and it doesn't really matter who's in that rotation for them on any given night because you are going to get their best effort and they are still a very undervalued basketball team in the marketplace. Yeah, no, it's a great point there. Uh, our guy Alex taking the thunder here, plus the seven. You can't get a bit of a better number now, guys. But uh, wouldn't ar- also wouldn't argue out of waiting to see who's playing in this one. If she only got down to get down great to questionable, that doesn't mean that he's not uh, going to play in this game. So it's just they're just saying that uh, that he's questionable for the game. So let's hope SGA plays. Our guy Alex is taking thunder plus the seven in this one, guys. Uh, one more game up, and then put your questions in the chat. We will try to get to the uh, as most questions that we can in the chat, guys. So over to the street of LA here where we have the Clippers here land six and a half points at the house versus the Sacramento Kings here on the back-to-back getting back plus six and a half points if you like to go with the Kings to get the outright win you can get back plus 210 on the money line if you like to go with the uh, home team the LA Clippers here straight up you can lay minus 260 with them on the money line over and under sitting at 238 in this one Alex you have another official play with us uh, for us on this one how you liking this my guy I'm going to take another underdog. I don't know if we're going to light the beam necessarily, but I think this game finishes within two baskets. It's a back-to-back for both teams, but a much easier spot for Sacramento. You've got the Clippers coming from Phoenix back home. That's a little bit longer of a travel spot, and they played a much tougher game last night. All the starters got in 35-plus or so minutes there. You look at Sacramento, got a solid lead early there, held on. Everybody kind of only played 25. I think the most minutes from a starter was 30. They're at home, make the short trip south to Los Angeles, so I think that there's a little better rest spot here for Sacramento. And I'm just going to keep betting the Kings. Again, it's kind of like the Thunder. They're good. They're just good. I know that we're all kind of blown away by Sacramento being the third seed and possibly winning the Pacific Division, you know, a division with the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Warriors. Like, it's just nuts. But here they are chugging along. And you look at this Clippers roster. Tonight, they integrate Russell Westbrook. Um, he is going to be starting tonight for the Clippers. And um, the market seems to think that's a good thing for the Clippers. Um, um, they've been bet from six and a half. It's sitting down here at seven. So whoever kind of pushed it out to seven and a half took it back here. But I love the spot for Sacramento. I had this closer to four and a half, you know, maybe five at the most I could get to. So give me the points of the Kings. Yeah, couldn't talk you off there uh, in this one, Josh. Yeah, I must say Westbrook starting is not the best thing, um, but it could be like a little honeymoon phase where obviously he's super happy to be over there as well. I do think they should try to – they should still start man and bring Westbrook off the bench. I must agree with Alex there. I don't agree with uh, Westbrook starting in this one, but uh, I must say I don't I don't think the Kings will be sitting in the third seed for long, uh, Josh. 
Probably not. I'm sure they're, they're due for some level of regression, but we've been saying that all the way up until this point of the season and they still keep getting it done. So maybe they do for the regular season at least and things come undone in the playoffs for them. But I like the Kings a lot in this spot. Uh, I'll be backing them as well, especially now that sevens are on the board, especially with the news that Russell Westbrook is starting. That's still going to hinder, I think, the Clippers to some extent. Maybe they do look great in flashes. Maybe they do obviously eke out a comfortable win and go on a little bit of a run, but there's still going to be some sort of teething process uh, integrating someone like that into your starting lineup who is such a high usage guy who is uh, very different to anything that they've had to play with as a team under Ty Lue. So uh, for me, give me the more consistent and ready Kings. I think continuity plays a big part in this matchup. And uh, you look at, you know, they, the minutes they played last night, all the starting lineup played around 26, 25 minutes. I think Sabonis was the only starter to break 30 minutes. So I, I like the fact that they got something under their belt as well coming into this one. We already saw yesterday, especially in the first half, a lot of teams looking really sluggish, uh, struggling to get into offensive sets and groove after a little bit of a break. The Clippers, we know, are susceptible to offensive uh, mishaps, to say the least, in, in games. So if they start off slow in this one, I, I like that Kings offense to take full advantage. And if they're able to play from in front, then having that plus seven in your pocket is going to feel even better. Yeah, that's a great point there, Josh. The Kings definitely have a game under their belt already. We've definitely seen some teams still kind of out on vacation mode um, as well there. So Kings definitely have the um, advantage um, in, in that win, my guys. Our guy Alex taking the Kings plus the six and a half, plus the seven official in that win. Uh, cannot talk you off of that one, guys. So over here to the, some questions, the Q&A segment in this one, guys. First question up, we have our guy Ryan Jones in the chat says, should he take Julius Randle double-double tonight or Anthony Edwards points, uh, Josh? Any thoughts? Anthony Edwards, points, points, rebounds, assists, everything. The guy is playing phenomenal basketball over the past month. I think I tweeted it out. I think he might be like the most underrated superstar in the NBA right now. The level of play he's been at the past month and no one seems to be talking about it. Uh, I think he's doing a tremendous job and they seem to, you know, as a team collectively given him the keys to this, uh, this car going forward. And I think he's taking them in the right direction most certainly. So, in a matchup like this as well, where the Hornets, you know, they simply don't have, I think, the bodies to throw at him defensively. He should be able to get his way. He has a point guard, like you said, that's going to facilitate him in every which way and encourage him to take over games where necessary. So Anthony Edwards all the way in that one. Uh, I think that's probably the best prop look on the board as well. Alex, do you, would you agree with the Anthony Edwards look? Yeah, I like them both. I think that, you know, Edwards should be fantastic tonight. There isn't anybody on Charlotte who can slow him down. I guess my only concern there is maybe it's a blowout late. He doesn't play kind of as many minutes. But I don't know what the price is on Randall to have a double-double. But he's only had less than 10 rebounds. I'm looking at one, two, three times in the last two months. So, I mean, that seems like a pretty good bet. I mean, I assume it's minus something. But if it's anywhere close to even, go ahead and bet that. Yeah, definitely could not talk you off in that one, guys. Some good looks there, man. Let's go to a question here from Luis of Martinez in the chat. Is Brooklyn is a sneaky good team? Are they undervalued, Josh? Yeah, I think they might be a little bit undervalued. They're such a hard one to work out at the moment. They have obviously so many great pieces, um, all 3 and D guys. It's also hard to properly project what to expect from them offensively going forward. Spencer Dinwiddie is the only sort of playmaker and you know, he's not necessarily someone I rank too highly in that regard. So defensively, their the ceiling is very, very high. Um, they might be a little bit underrated. I think they might be undervalued today as well against the Bulls, who are very much trending in the opposite direction. So they're a team that's honest. They're going to play hard every single night. You don't have to worry about that. And the nights where they are catching buckets and catching possessions, I think they could be pretty valuable. 
Yeah, it's a great point there. Obviously, a lot of new players over there. I know the coach is still trying to figure out rotation and things like that, but uh, it'd be nice if they actually had like like, a real center out there. I know Nicholas Claxton isn't bad, but he has kind of fell off the uh, face of the earth somewhat the last few games. But, Alex, what do you think? Are the Nets undervalued for for the rest of the season? It's it's a really tough team because – they're lacking, you know, a point guard. They need somebody to be out there to distribute the ball. If only they had a really athletic player who, you know, used to be a really fantastic passer, one of the best passers in the league. He was really good on the break, had no interest in really shooting the ball, was happy to just distribute it to some of these guys out there who are great shooters and get buckets. But uh, Ben Simmons seems to just be done playing basketball. So you kind of put him out to pasture there. And like Josh said, your best point guard is Spencer Dinwiddie, and that's, that's not great. That's not what you're really looking for. Seth Curry can do it, you know, for a few minutes a game, but that's not his natural position. Expecting Patty Mills to be your lead point guard at this point in his career is kind of nuts. But again, it's all three and D guys. There's a ton of like bucket getters out here. Like, do you just roll? Like, why not just start Cam Thomas? Just go no point guard. Put Dinwiddie on the bench. Give me Cam Thomas, Bridges, Cam Johnson, Finney Smith, and Claxton. All we're doing is dribbling towards the basket over and over again. Get out of the way, like. They have shooting, they have everything, so it could be a fun team, but it's really hard to see how it shakes out. I'm going to be watching a lot of Nets games over the next week week or so to see, A, how it fits, and then B, do they care? I mean, what is this team playing for at this point? So it's a lot to figure out. It's a great point there, as well. They're still in the playoff race, so I mean, they can, they should make the playoffs with how well they did, like when guys like Kyrie and KD were still there. So they should still be in the playoffs. I don't think they'll tank, but now, I didn't really look at it that way. They definitely traded away their point guard. They can't give the ball to Cam Thomas because he didn't want to pass the ball, and neither does Dinwiddie. So you really can't give neither one of them the point guard role because they're just going to ball hog there. So um, it, it, that's kind of crazy. There. That's a good point, Alex. They're, they're kind of messed up at the center position and the um, and the point guard. It's a great look there. I'm glad we're. So I like talking things out with you guys here. But uh, last question up, our guy uh, in the chat says, any player problems? We know that Josh likes the Anthony Edwards. It's his best one on the board. Um, Josh, any other thoughts or just rock with you say just take the Anthony Edwards points, points, rebounds, PRA. Uh, that's the best one you like. Yeah, easily for me, the best one I like. Uh, I think he's the one that's going to be able to take most advantage of what the defense gives him. I like Jalen Brunson tonight as well. I don't think Washington's going to have anything that can stop him. Um, you know, their, their guards defensively are probably the most susceptible areas of play uh, on that team. So he should be able to take full advantage. The way he was playing before the All-Star break as well, I think that carries through. So I, I like Jalen Brunson and his points, uh, maybe his three-pointers as well. He's been shooting the lights out this calendar year. Um, and then, of course, the Anthony Edwards look, they'd probably be my top two looks. I like it. I like it. Any player props for you, Alex? Yeah, just just that Anthony Edwards look. Uh, nobody else really stands out for me tonight. There's got to be some value on Milwaukee somehow. It looks like Giannis is going to be out. I know generally that's good for guys like Grayson Allen, but kind of a tough matchup there with Miami. So, um, again, it's a little bit early. I'm going to see how these teams do. But that Anthony Edwards look is great. Yeah, if Giannis is out, you probably want to look at Drew Holiday. Obviously, all the usage will uh, head over here to Drew Holiday as well. Points uh, points and assists in that one, guys. And also, a little sneaky look, something I kind of figured out earlier uh, doing the show. I know guys like – so, obviously, the the Rockets, you don't want to bet their team, but there will be a lot of points scored in their game. You might want to find one of those props to get on for, for uh, the Rockets. I know that uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green are probably not playing in this game. So, sneaky look would be uh, K.J. Martin, though, and he basically got embarrassed in the slam 
slam dunk contest. He will have a higher usage rate without the two ball hogs over there for the Rockets. His points prop is at 15 and a half. I just, and the last time they played, he had 13 points and seven rebounds versus the Warriors. I just feel like that's a little sneaky prop there for, from a guy, young guy who's looking to bounce back here after basically getting embarrassed in front of uh, everyone watching the All-Star activities there. So sneaky look there. Uh, Kenya Martin Jr. over 15 and a half points, maybe points and rebounds as well over 22 and a half for the Houston Rockets over here. Just, uh, just probably don't bet the Rockets in that game, man. But uh, let's head over here. Let's go over our best bets uh, in the game, man, before we get out of here, man. It's Friday. It's payday. We're trying to get some cash as well. Our guy Josh is rocking with the Knicks in that one. Uh, the New York Knickerbockers plus the two. He's also taking the Hornets and Timberwolves under 241. I'm rocking with the Knicks, the Knickerbockers on the money line, that one. Alex is taking the Hornets and Timberwolves under 241 as well. He's taking the Thunder plus the seven. He's also taking the Kings plus the six and a half, guys. We got dogs on there. We got totals on there. All the good stuff, man. We answered the questions in the chat. Uh, now it's time to get out of here and go get that cash, man. I'm your host, Jay Money, for our guy Josh, for our guy Noops as well, our guy Alex. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, man. We will be back next week, Monday through Friday, uh, with free NBA picks every single day. Bet US TV, man. NBA show. We're out, man. Let's get some cash.